Uh, you get the point. Anyway, here's the uh, continuation of last episode uh, with Bill Hall. So here we go. Getting right back into it. Let's jump into this motherfucker. Let right me ask now. something. I don't think I've ever asked. Dan, have you ever had... I've never asked you this, I don't think. Have you ever had an experience, uh, a paranormal experience? Or what you perceive to be a paranormal experience? Okay, know, so right? um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there was a, a multiple instances... Um, where where I was, it was perceived to be paranormal, but I don't think it was now that I talked to somebody, I actually got, um, I was falling asleep. I, when I was, when I was asleep, Mm -hmm. I Uh thought I was awake, but I was paralyzed. Ah, sleep 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 paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. Yeah, Sleep paralysis. That's a medical thing. That's a medical thing. So I actually had sleep paralysis and I thought it was a, a paranormal experience. Right. Because I actually heard voices and everything, too. Yeah. Now, there, there are paranormal experiences that they don't exactly mimic sleep paralysis, but they're where you can't really move. Mm. So, you know, but anything where somebody says, I woke up or I just got to bed or whatever, for me, that's already under suspect. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. But, you know, the other thing we look for is multiple. Like, if I see, if I experience something myself, like like I was in a house. But and, and, I was going to tell you, oh, other sorry, than that, I had one one more thing yeah, that was actually, I guess, would it be it would be somewhat paranormal. Um, I was uh, sleeping in the living room in my house on Columbus Avenue. There he goes, he's sleeping and, again. Yeah. Nope. No, I was, no, I wasn't sleeping yet. But the dining room lights were were uh, up high, and then all of a sudden they just went down to really dim, without any explanation. And you that being an electrician, now, of now was the knob turned? Or, you know, the, so it was. A, I was on a dimmer, and the knob yeah. actually was turned down. Yeah, yeah. It was that was the only time that I actually saw, but yeah. that was not an actual. I never saw any kind of apparition. Yeah, you don't know. yeah. So I can't. I can maybe say, oh, maybe there was a vibration that caused that knob to get turned. Right. But right. I told my mom about it, and she's like, oh, okay. You know, she she was like, I, well, I doubt she, didn't know she what would to ever say. believe something like she, that. She's yeah. like, oh, it was the devil or something. You know, yeah. my yeah. mom. My mom always. It well, could have been Satan. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Um, debunking any kind of you know we, like you said we have there could be right. multiple possibilities for any kind of paranormal right and experience. you know and that's yeah. what we look at is there yeah. one is there one indicator or is there multiple so for example like with phantom messages oh i i got a i got a voicemail from my uncle but he's been dead for three days there's no delay yeah and we, you know it was a new thing new answer machine we put in you know whatever this case you know all sorts of cases and um Sometimes there's a prediction. So, you know, then you're like, well, now we've got multiple things going on here. We've got, you can argue, hey, maybe something electronic happened that delayed the message and he really died in between that. Yeah, well, I don't know. He died three months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, Something like that, you know. And and then, um, you know, the next uh, phase of that after realizing that is there's a freaking prediction. Right. Well, and now you get a prediction, and the prediction happens, and you're like, "Whoa! Now what are we dealing with?" You know what I mean? Now it's not enough to say there was a delay in the. You know, now you've got multiple indicators, and that's when it starts to get interesting. There yeah. are pl- there are cases where um, somebody says, "You know, Bill, what do you think?" And I said, "You know, I wasn't there." And I said, "It sounds like they could have experienced that, but there are like most of our cases have uh, witnesses and different stuff. There are some where the person was alone." So, um, you know, and the only thing we can do is interview them 
as close as possible. Uh, but when they say, no, no, I heard the voice, and tr please believe me, it was not in my head. And it was not just, you know, uh, you know right. that's all yeah. you can go by. And those, you know, to be honest, those, uh, if I know the people, they're, you know, then they're cool. You know, if you don't know the people, you can say, well, you know, I don't know about that one. And that's okay. But then there's others you're like, oh, my God, I don't know. How do you dispute this? I mean, there was a guy, uh, the great Metrolink crash a few years ago, a uh, guy, uh, uh, Charles Peck. He uh, he ended up being in the first train, dies on contact. They didn't know where he was. And uh, the, he was calling people on his cell phone, or somebody was. Yeah. Uh, all his loved ones got phone calls, it, you know, yeah. for all throughout the night until about an hour before they, they found his body. They never found the phone, but they got to find his body by following the phone. So it must, must have been somewhere you know, Nearby. around, yeah. around yeah. there, right. Yep. But, uh, you know, they said, oh, he, he would have died on contact, you know. So, of course, they interview Verizon and stuff, and they're like, eh, they don't know. They don't know what happened. Yeah. Right. So, but the most interesting thing about that one, now that's, that's what I call a, uh, you know, kind of a two-indicator case. So if it had one more indicator, it would be much stronger. Then I'll tell you what that is. But so the, the one indicator is, okay, he's making all these calls. But now the, the second indicator, which is very interesting, well, besides him being dead on contact, is the fact that the only phone calls made were to his closest people. So on your cell phone, you have your hairdresser. You've got all sorts of numbers yeah. on there, but no other calls were made. 35 calls were made over that night, and not one of them was any number other than a close family member or friend. There was no mm. Home Depot call or anything like that. It was only those calls were made. Yeah, but I can do that in the my favorites. In favorites in my phone. Sure. I wonder if that's what was the deal. Well, can't, they, can't you? What if, what if as he was dying, he was, oh, Siri, call up my favorites and tell him I'm a fucking whatever. I'm dying. Yeah, but I don't yeah, but, the, but these these all came at different times individually. Oh. Uh, I mean, again, mm -hmm. it was throughout the night. So right. it was yeah. hours. It was like 34 calls. I mean, he called yeah. some people multiple times. But nobody said anything. Did they, did they say? Nobody said anything. They just, they got static, which is. That's normal, but it wouldn't be normal on a cell phone. Static is kind of the hallmark phone calls from the dead. Kind of, I heard yeah. static oh, or whatever. Yeah. I got or a phone call today like that. Or, or, or was it, or was it me calling for a ride because I was all fucked up? <laughs> it could have been. No, I, I did so get a nothing, call like that. Nothing was, was sad, right? In, no. In these no, nothing. And that would have been the third indicator. So to, yep. me, to me, like that's a great case. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Mm. Uh, but, it, um, but if there was one other indicator, like... Um, like there's some uh, cases where uh, people talk, people or, or things talk, or thing depart messages, or you know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there was a neat one about, and this, you know, and like I said, some of these. That's why the various, you know, cases are stronger than others because once they start uh, interrupting phone calls and and talking and things like, because there's some in the in what I would call the extraterrestrial bucket uh, that are really really bizarre. Uh, one of them involves actually um, uh, Jack Serfati, who is uh, now one of the leading like physicists in the world. He's like a physicist, physicist, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had he had a series of phone calls when he was a child, when he was thirteen. Um, of course, he was a weirdo. He was reading uh, 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 circuit manuals when he was thirteen. I don't. You know. Oh, this guy's a real fucking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's yeah. you know, he's not your typical you know. So anyhow. And so he's getting these phone calls, and he only remembers one, which was um, where uh, it, the phone call went like, 
I'm a conscious computer aboard a spacecraft, and it was asking him to, if he wanted to be a member of an elite group, um, you know, that would uh, study, right. uh, you know, I th something about, uh, I, I forget exactly what they said he was studying, but it was about uh, physics, and he would have to decide, you know, and he wanted to say no, but he, he felt this electricity over himself as he describes it and he said yes and so they told him okay you know meet meet us out back in 10 minutes and so of course he got all his friends <laughs> right yeah and they went back there and of course nobody came no ship came yeah. or anything but now his mother remembers that there were a lot of phone calls and she says that he walked around like he was in a daze when he got these phone calls he only remembers one the one with the, sh you know, the ship. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he also remembers it gave an, a, a series of number sequences, which is very common in the UFO kind of phone calls. There's mm -hmm. the number sequences, beeps, metallic noises, insectoid sounds. That's how people describe it, insect sounds. I don't yeah. know. That's, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, so, um, and, you know, so he had a lot of these elements in there. And so fast, now they told him in 20 years, uh, the phone call said in 20 years is when it would start. Um, and again, I, you know, and he doesn't claim to really understand this. Uh, he does say that to him, it was very real experience, although he only remembers one phone call. Hmm. He hmm. doesn't remember any other phone call. And his mother said, oh my God, they were going on forever. Finally, his mother picked up the phone and said, stop calling my son. And the call stopped. Right. But yeah, 20, 20 years later, he enters, uh, or, or he's, he's part of this, uh, physics group called, um, I think it's a fun fun physics or something. I don't know, it's whatever. Right. It's a it's a group, and they and he actually is credited for creating a quantum information science. And um, what's fascinating is he becomes, uh, you know, this he he does enter into this think tank thing twenty years later, just like they said. Of course, they could have done what I do is follow his career if he's going to be a physicist. Uh, but right. still, yeah, right. But, but it was still pretty bizarre, you know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, and the wildest thing is what he is doing, what he's working on now, is a conscious computing. He's wor he's working on AI. Wow. Yeah. Well, so he's he, he's he's actually working on exactly the that, the, the type, type of thing. type of thing that contacted him supposedly, you know. Um. So you know huh. that's so you have um that one. But you have stories like that that come from adults, too. So not just like, oh, when I was a child, I got this phone call. I mean, you've got uh, the Mothman prophecies where... Yeah. Oh, where I he, heard about the, that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Now, uh, yeah. John, John Keel was, I mean, he was, he was going there as a, um, as a journalist. And, you know, they said they saw something. He thought it was an animal. He didn't know. And then he got deep into this investigation. And it was, it's, the, it's the wildest thing you've ever seen. And everything you read in it fits with the paranormal. I mean, the paranormal is very, very much... Um, yes, there are some crazy things that happened that didn't happen before, but, you know, if somebody says, hey, you know, there was this poltergeist case and, you know, money rained from in the car, I'd say that's not unusual. You know, where if you didn't know the paranormal, you'd say, oh, that's screwed up, or it sounds like he's making it up or something. Yeah, if, I, right. if I heard rocks came down from the ceiling as part of a poltergeist case, I would not disbelieve that. No. Because that happens in poltergeist. Well, here's, but if well, you where don't, do the if rocks you, if you, come from? I, uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. It, See, so let me, where does the kid knowing Latin come from but, that but, doesn't know Latin? But hang on a second. I don't, so this I don't is, care what this it is, is the hallucination thing. or what. It's pretty wild. If, <laughs> yeah, sure. But if, if I was... It, okay. 
this is what doesn't make sense to me. Somebody always, you, if you want somebody to believe everything you're saying because you right. have some weird shit happening to you, call a complete skeptic. Call somebody. Call who, me. Call Joe. Call oh, me. Yeah. Call somebody who goes. This is complete fucking lunacy that somebody could even see this shit. Yeah. Because yeah, but but those to, those people won't actually go and investigate. That's oh, I would. You know? I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, but most don't. You yeah. know what I mean? But That's, I'd love they to. Won't really, they'll why just not ridicule a, you, you. Why know? not make yeah. a believer every time? I would. I would. I wouldn't even ridicule anyone if I didn't see anything. I'd be like, I don't see anything. Have a nice day. Yeah, but most people aren't like you, Matt. Yeah, you know. No, that's true. Well, the other thing I tell people. Yeah, I tell people if you want to see the paranormal, it's very easy to experience the paranormal just devote countless hours waiting to, yeah. and waiting f to see something because yeah. you know because this stuff doesn't perform like on tv so okay. you, you you okay can, so that that brings me know. to a question though so my question yeah. is, this is one of my questions that i've always brought up to people because uh i you know i would say that a vast majority of people will believe in spirits and ghosts of loved ones uh, religion you know whatever right right um I don't believe in anything. I barely believe that I'm even here in this room yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, no, no, that's good. But so my my question has always been this: that you know, I've had people say, "Oh, well, yeah, but a clock flew off my wall." Explain that to me, and I say, "You know, you want me is to explain that all what? that happened?" Well, no, yeah. yeah so, I mean, so some people say just, and then some people say, "Well, then there was a, a TV that kept turning on and off and this and that." I said, and so every time somebody tells me something, I say, so. You're telling me that ghosts or spirits or demons or angels or whatever the hell it is that they are, right. even if it's aliens, that's whatever it is. I right, don't care right, what right. name you put on it. But if they have the ability to make things fly across the room or make TVs turn on and off or make a light dim or make uh, rocks fall from the ceiling or whatever, that means that they that a good portion of them, or at least the ones who are doing it, can do it. It's In other words, they are able to do it just as, Matt, you're able to make something happen yes so so my, why don't they all do it all the yeah. fucking time why don't they do a raid this second and, and then i believe and why doesn't and what makes them decide to do it when and where and how well it, yeah. i think and that depends on energy buildup too if there's enough energy buildup that's when you can get the cloud of smoke that's when you can get possession that's when you get so it depends on the energy level as far as what what they do as far as when they do it mm. uh sometimes that's uh the energy level and sometimes it is now there's two things like to your to your point yeah uh in the lindley street haunting which was a real haunting or it wasn't really a haunting. It really, really was a poltergeist, which is really more like a haunted person than a haunted house. Even though, and you outline this haunting in a book, correct? Yes. This yeah. The the yeah. The world's the, most haunted house. The world's most haunted. Yeah. There was sixty eight uh, sixty eight first hand witnesses. Um, yeah, on, to, on tape as well. Well, plus I did another ten hours interview. Forty hours of interviews all together. Wow. Um, there was about twenty six police officers. Um, um, there was 13 firefighters, including a chief, three trucks. There was reporters, priests, neighbors, onlookers. There was over 2,000 people outside the house. Some of those people saw stuff, too. But How many skeptics? What? How many skeptics oh, well, saw? Oh, there was, well, it, it didn't really matter how many skeptics saw because, yeah. uh, because well, actually, there there was a lot of skeptics. Well, like, okay. I would say, I would say, I mean, this was 1974, so every police officer that went in there was not, uh, most all of them, there was one exception, but they did not react um, necessarily with fear. Uh, like when the refrigerator floated, there was four police. I mean, it, it did stuff many times. There was about four police officers that witnessed it, and um, they didn't run. They tipped the refrigerator. You know, they looked at it underneath, all around. One went down to the basement, looked at the ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they these were 1970s police officers. They weren't, you know, they, yeah, they, they didn't even know the word paranormal. Now, some of them did think, 
uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the first responding police officers, he first thought it was a break-in because everything all over the place. And then he thought it was, oh, you know, they're trying to mimic, you know, the exorcist that can come out. They're right, trying to mimic yeah. that and stuff like that. And then, but then, um, you know, and then things happened that, you know, where he knew, that, you know, that, right. that it was real. Um, but, um, and, you know, of course, I looked at it with an eye of a magician. I mean, I come from a background where me and a buddy magician, uh, he had a bad tenant. We actually haunted them out of their house. That, oh, their nice. apartment. Yeah, we haunted <laughs> That's them. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we haunted. We, they were out in three days. It was awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah. And uh, but so, you know, I know how to haunt a house. But uh, you look at this thing. There's things happening in every room. The things that happened were incredible. I can float a refrigerator, but. Uh, you know, uh, you could use hydraulics. You can have a fake refrigerator. You can do all sorts of things. But you know, you you get a fifty-year-old maintenance man and his housewife and this little piece of crap bungalow. Yeah, and what are you doing it and, for? And, anyway. and they didn't want any publicity or anything. They never made any money on it. Uh, but you look at the witnesses there, and and you know, you've got uh, this is uh, one of the first hauntings where you had uh, multiple witnesses seeing the same thing, all describing it separately. Um, and uh, so that was unique because you could really compare stories. So in other words, when they did this investigation, uh, Boyce Beatty, who's now uh, 83, 84, shout out to Boyce Beatty. Hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he up, did, he, yeah, he did the original um, investigation in 1974 with two other people from Stanford uh, Research Institute. And, um, uh, you know, he had incident sheets for every incident. So if you saw Marcy... Um, float across the room or, you know, get pulled across the room and, and smash into the wall. And there's seven people who saw it. They all had an incident sheet. And he'd say, where were you? Who else was in the room? And everyone would have an incident sheet and everyone would have an interview. And it was right. one of the first times in history that you can say, let me see what all 11 people that were to in see the if they house. could corroborate each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, what did they say? And it's amazing, the, you know, the level of detail. And then there's, you know, there's about four hours of the family. And, and this was all, all this, all this stuff was done after it was announced a hoax. So, so no, nobody had anything to gain from anything at this point. They were mandated interviews from the police department. So the police department announces it's a hoax. And then they set up a conference room and mandates everybody to be interviewed. So it was a hoax. No. Oh, no, it was they, not. No, it was they, just, okay. they just right. labeled they, it. They hoax. had to get rid of the crowd because it became very uh, oh. it became very public because the police officers were coming there. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. So backup shows up. They don't know what to do. So they call the fire department. Fire department, they don't know what to do. And then a priest shows up. They don't know what to do. Then they call the warrants. You know, so all this activity is coming out. And every time an officer leaves he's talking about what happens and then he right. goes home to his family to, you know so before you know it, and it didn't take that long the press gets news of it people start of course going outside the house saying what the hell's going on with all these police officers all these cars they're hearing about this uh, this haunting and then the newspapers are picking it up it goes on the ap wire and goes around the world and you know and so now uh the um Superintendent Walsh at the time, uh, he's like, I want my city back. You know, I got police officers watching this freaking haunted house because I got all these people out here right. trying to. He had the he had the uh, block off, barricade the the road, and you know, get dogs there. They had to watch the house because the family. Uh, what city was this? Uh, Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Yeah, Bridgeport. Is that how Bridgeport got to be a shithole? Is because the, all the cops were focused on this house? And yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah, that's the crime what, is everywhere else. Oh. Now. That, yeah, that's what happened. That's yeah. Yeah. It's an origin story. Is, is that, is, yeah, I yeah, know. Is, uh, is that house still haunted? No, no. With, uh, with 
actually nothing happened there um, that we can tell before or after. Um, and that's not unusual with poltergeist. Poltergeist is more about the uh, the people. Now, if you had the same kind of situation, you know, like put a dysfunctional family in there or something, could something come back? Yes. Um, would it be the exact same entity? Probably not. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So, but in this case, there was there was pounding on the walls. They even taped it. They didn't. The family didn't know what it was. They're like, I don't know what this is. It's you know, he took a he's taking apart pipes. He thinks there's an animal somewhere. He changes to, uh, they said it may be a gas bubble. So he switches to to a electric or oil. Or you know, yeah, he doesn't. Right. They don't know what's going on. And this happened. Uh, years before it became public. And then that's when other police officers came to their defense and said, you know, this isn't the first time they called the police. Right. I mean, it became public now, but, you know, years ago, this has been happening, this banging on the walls, they called the police, nobody can figure it out, they even got it on tape, you know, it's, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the one that really, um, that to me was better than being there. If right. I if I was there and saw something myself, I'd probably be like, uh, "Was I hallucinating?" You know. Yeah. Uh, but when you have now, there's probably over 120 witnesses. Uh, yeah. Some of them are not firsthand. Like there was uh, Father Doyle who publicly said, uh, "Told the party line," uh, but privately and in the police report <laughs> said, "This house is crazy." You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, and he helped the family. So, right. Uh, but. Uh, I was no, a poltergeist. Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't have enough uh, leash. There, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so but uh, so in one of my lectures, we ran into um, Father Doyle's sister, and so you know was able to interview her. You know, I, I've done lectures where um, this lady says, uh, you know, uh, he was my husband. You know, and then oh my God, yes. what did he say to you? You know that kind of thing. Right. Uh, it was like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Cause yeah, because right. sure. it, yeah. it started. So it started on Facebook, and there was so many people um, that were you know part of the story that knew part of this. Then of course there was a lot of rumors that were fed to me, but I didn't need to. Um, that's the thing with with the book is it's all written from the the testimony. So there was a lot of rumors like police officer went out a window, and I'm like, have you seen the windows in that house? It'd take you a half hour to get out the window. It'd take you a minute to go out the door. You know, yeah, second right. Day, you yeah, know what, what I mean? So yeah, so there, you know, there's rumors, of course, that uh, that you have. One lady almost got in an argument with me because she said that it was her relative that did the exorcism there. And I said, no, there was no exorcism. She said, yes, there was. I'm like, no, I got 40 hours of tape and there's none. <laughs> and then you got to yeah. argue with some dumb broad. Yeah, you know, it's, it's oh, all good like, luck with that. I'm like, I don't know. They're putting you on there, you know, her relative. Yeah. Her relative's trying to beef up his resume or something. Right. Cause, you know, he wasn't there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, but Lindley Street, uh, you know, that's a case where, um, you know, that that's a, that's a definite for me that it, uh, uh, that it happened and it was real. Um, the question of what exactly happened, I can say it's a poltergeist. The question of, well, what is a poltergeist? Uh, yeah, there appear to be four entities in that case. Uh, my buddy Paul, who's now a very dear friend of mine, uh, he was at the Lindley Street house. He was a seminary student at the time. He was 21. And um, this was a case that made him think that these things were not demons, that these things were not having anything to do with any religion um and right. the, re the reason is because um he, these four gauzy shapes that came towards him at one point when he was his job was to protect marcy um uh and to watch her 
because at first the Warrens didn't even know if Marcy was doing it. You know, there are cases where the kids will do it and they'll fool the parents because the parents don't think their kid could ever do something like that. Right, so, you yeah. know, so they throw a picture and they're like, oh, it's haunted, you know. Yeah. yeah. Where anybody else comes in, you don't need to be a magician. You just walk in five minutes, you'll use a kid, you know. Right. Sure. But uh, so his job was originally to watch her for that. But at the point when they knew it was real, then his job, of course, was to, you know, protect her. But. So these things were trying to get around him, and he instinctively put his hand out, and he felt bone structure. You know, mm -hmm. to your point, these are these things, you know, solid or not. He felt bone mm -hmm. structure like a, he said this thing was a freaking biological being. And then it got around him, and they picked her up and threw her across the room. And uh, Sounds it, like my ghost. Throwing yeah. that bitch across <laughs> but, the room. But, 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 <laughs> see, that but see, what's cool about that yeah. is if you want to know, like, uh, and she was uh, lifted in the air a few times, but uh, there was like one incident where she uh, lifted up in the air, came this way, and, and went through the air, across the room. And of course, the place wasn't that big. So when I say across the room, it may have only might been, have been uh, like maybe four or five feet. It <laughs> might have been nine feet or so. But she still was yeah. lifted up in the air and went just like a chair. But, yeah. you, but some of these things were witnessed by like 11 people. You know, it was mm. a tiny house and it was just filled with people firemen, police officers, and stuff. So some of this stuff that happened. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, I saw it happen. There was nobody else around. I mean, this was one of the rare cases. That's why uh, one of the things they call it is uh, it's probably, well, it's definitely the best uh, doc documented uh, case in, in modern times. Uh, it's hard to go back to the older stuff, you know, as so the this, far, farther this was, back you go. Gets this all tough, happened over the course of one day or was this all uh, quite some time? Well, it's... It, uh, the public part of it was only a few days. Yeah, uh, like with the cops and everything. Yeah, involved. yeah. The, the public part was only a few days. It start really started in um, when they adopted uh, Marcy, the little girl. Uh, mm. Things started slow, and uh, she was very shy and everything. And, um, and she was uh, um, a Seroquai, I believe, in Indian or something. So she didn't fit in, in in the neighborhood. She was very, very shy. So she started throwing shit around the room, and, lifting herself up, throwing herself. And and kids, <laughs> and and so by the time she was ten and stuff, and well, and Jerry's hours got cut, so she went from Catholic school to a real rough public school, in yeah, Bridgeport, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so oh. and she was picked on, Poor and then girl. finally beat up and stuck at home with a body brace and a tutor and everything. Jesus, in this tiny little seven hundred and thirty-eight square feet. I mean, tiny little bungalow. You know, with this overbearing mother who had, they had another child who died, so she wouldn't let Marcy do anything. Can't, can't walk to school without me, can't go over a friend's house, can't, so it was like Carrie, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It sounded like Carrie, you know, sure. kind of. And, uh, and it was during that six weeks that she was at home after that period of time that this kind of stuff exploded. But before that, back in 1972, this, it went public in November of 74, but back in 72 is when the banging sound started that would follow them room to room. Um, and, you know, nobody can figure it out. They thought maybe it was the highway or is it construction? Is it the neighbor? Is it, it was the, you me know, upstairs it, going to the refrigerator. Right, exactly. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't, you know, they, did, they didn't know what it was. But, um, and, and Jerry would be missing his keys and then a cheer would be out that he put in and, and he ended up confessing to a few uh, close friends. You know, a few people that I had interviewed that were still alive who said that he was very... Um, very anxious and distressed. He thought he was losing his mind. He didn't think anything was haunted. He thought he was going nuts. 
Right. Because it was weird stuff. It's like I kind of swore that door was closed, and I saw that door open. I think I saw that door open. I mean, this guy was not a heads-in-the-cloud guy. I mean, he he worked at Harvey Hubble. He was a maintenance man. He was a 1970s, you know, salt-of-the-earth guy. He's, you know, he's going to... He's He's a ham and egger, man. Yeah, he's going to make it... He makes his own doors. He made a bedroom for Marcy. You know, that's what yeah. they did in those days. You know, yep. they don't hire roofers and stuff. You know, so he was that kind of guy. He didn't even believe in this. As a matter of fact, in his interviews repeatedly, he says, you know, I don't. He said for a long time, I don't believe in the supernatural. Um, and then there's one point he, he says something like, you know, I don't believe in the supernatural, but something's happened, it's happening here that's way way beyond me yeah right he doesn't know what it is and <clears throat> and you know unlike the real horror stories he he had a lot of anxiety he had anger there's yeah. there's one point where he's ba- he basically says come on out let's fight you know he's right. trying to protect his family yeah. and he's like look either kill us or get the hell out you know right yeah uh so yeah he goes through all those kinds of emotions that you don't see in horror movies you know when it's real life it's uh, very strange yeah. the way it happens but uh, but in any event um uh, you know, and they had the public to deal with. So, you know, Jerry was like, I want to get out of the house. And they're like, yeah, but if you go, the thing's going to follow you. And he goes, well, you know, we don't care. We're going to take a chance. And I can't live in this town anyhow, you know, because people are making fun of him at work and everything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, oh, I uh, thought you just meant you couldn't live in Bridgeport. Cause so, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty other reasons that. to leave. But, you know. Yeah. So whatever happened with the situation after. Yeah. It just stopped. Well, well, what happened was, well, first of all, they announced it was a hoax. And it, of course, continued because, you know. Right. Entities don't really listen to that hoax announcement. Um, uh, But it definitely was starting to peter down. Like I said, these things don't normally last. It was a very intense poltergeist case with a lot of intense activity. uh, And that normally doesn't last, um, you know, for a long, long time. Um, And in this case, it didn't either. The, The height of that activity was probably from Thursday to Tuesday. And then after that, there was other activity. Some of it bizarre, but it 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 uh, the frequency was uh, somewhat different. Uh, probably because Marcy had a lot of joy from talking to the police officers and everything. You know, so it probably yeah. even helped her state of mind and her frustration because you know she was kept alone with no friends and everything, and now suddenly all these people are around. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the attention. So she probably was happier too. Which you know, but there was a there was a time when they came back uh, and their. Um, and their tree had all the ornaments off in a little pile under the tree. I mean, that's creepy crap, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that was the Grinch, though, maybe no. Yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> and Jerry dog with the fucking thing. You know, Jerry <laughs> used to he used to be the guy that would go in the house and see what the hell happened while they were gone. You know, they did stay away from the house. Um, you know, they had their bags packed and they would kind of feel it out. When do we need to stay over as brothers and when do when do they not? And right. you know, Marcy ended up staying with the, you know with other family. She wasn't in the house. But, you know, sometimes they stayed in the house because, frankly, they, you know, they weren't as, yeah, they wanted to get rid of it and they were troubled by it. But, um, frankly, I think, uh, I think Jerry was just more, more upset that everything was getting, <laughs> was getting ruined. Right. And, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the only thing he just he wanted a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he and wanted he a normal life. This, and, uh, you know, I don't all know. All this bullshit started happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And, um, um, you know, I actually have audio from that. If you, Do you really? Oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you won't play it. Yeah. Well, You're too afraid. 
I will actually play He's do it. Man. I am not afraid. Yeah, audio wow, from that. Oh, you mean Matt's afraid? No, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's uh, uh, some are. Um, yeah, some are uh, interviews. Let me just see. Yeah, we're about to have an exclusive between us yeah. and, and every other place that you've yeah, ever played. Yeah, that's right. This it's morning. the only time, first time I played this again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first time yeah. you played it this hour. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I mean, are we going to hear an actual poltergeist or are we just going to hear uh, Marcy no, no, fucking just, running across the room? No, well, I, I, was, I was just going to play you some, uh, uh, you know, uh, interview. Uh, yeah, interview snippet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just see what I got. Damn, what do you think? You, would you stay a night in this joint? Is this place still here, by the way, Bill? The, yeah, yeah, it's still here. I, what is you it? Know, someone lives there I, or they rent I, it out? I mean, I, I would say in real life. I mean, it just like a lot of... Um, I wouldn't stay there. It's in Bridgeport. Screw that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the true story. We had another case in Bridgeport. It was near the Lindley Street house. So I, I invite my buddy, Shane, who lives in New Hampshire. You know, I said, hey, you got to come down to this case. Yeah, I think you'd like it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I shared the diary the lady had and everything. She was sweet ladies. You know, she's definitely not lying, so what's going on? Yeah. yeah, let's figure it out. So we're going down there, and I guess Shane got lost, and when he gets to the other house, he goes, oh, this is, this is, this is scary. I'm like, dude, you walk into, like, haunted places all the time, you know, with real yeah, parasites, yeah. and he he's yeah. not afraid at all, but, it, like, Bridgeport, man, that, that he yeah, was like, this. he was like, oh, you know. <laughs> I can't say I blame him, you know. Yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, he's like, quick, let's get in a haunted house. He can't can't stay out here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably safer in the haunted house than you are the, on the street near yeah, the haunted yeah, house. 100%. Oh, for sure, for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but the one thing you know, in in the second book, uh, because I I struck up a, f- a friendship with Paul uh, Eno because what struck me about him is he really seemed like he was, you know, be, being honest and. Um, then the more people I interviewed, you know, you interview somebody and they say they saw something float or something like, uh, you know, yeah. and, and there was he uh, floated. Yeah, it probably, <laughs> it pro- you know, I remember it took me 22 hours of interviews. A magician friend of mine, we talk every morning, called me up and he said, well, is it a hoax yet? I said, don't. He says, is it real yet? I said, mm, you know, I don't know. Got to go through more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, what I heard so yeah. far is pretty good, but, yeah. uh, you know, I got to hear the rest, you know. Yeah, uh, and I also listened to because the, they had skeptics on there. They had one guy who didn't believe any of it was real, yeah. but he didn't see anything either. <laughs> so right. you know, he yeah, was he right. wasn't in the house when yeah. things how were happening. How are you going to? Yeah, so yeah, you know, and and that's really you know that's one of the tough things about uh, the paranormal is, um, you know, are you going to investigate it or are you just going to discount it? Right. And uh, and it's very hard to find that line in between. When I uh, when I investigated a house in. Um, in Litchfield County, in a paranormal flap area, where for many years, even the Mohawk Mountain area up there, and stuff, you know, tons of stories about visitors from the sky. Yeah, I mean, the lore there goes back forever. Sure, yeah. And, and so this house is there. There's a lot of other houses around that are haunted. If a few admitted it, but you know, a few don't want to talk about it. But you know, the, the lady of the house knows all these people. You know, she's lived there many, many, you know, well since she was born. And uh, and this house has all sorts of activity. Uh, not really what I would consider negative. Like, the family is, like, the best family to have there. Yeah. Right. You know, and there was cases the kids got scared or they're waiting. You know, I don't want to go in the house until they're going to sit in the porch until parents get home. You know, there were instances like that. But uh, Donna grew up with the paranormal and thought it was 
how every house was until she went to have a sleepover and, and said, "Wow, I could sleep here." You know, it's not noise, yeah. there's no banging, there's you know. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, but she's the type. She hears footsteps. She doesn't run demon and and yell out the house. She goes, "Oh, footsteps. Hmm, that's interesting." Hmm. Where, right. You know, she's curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a curious person. She grew right. up at the paranormal, and so. Do negative things go through there? Probably, but there's really nothing there for them because she doesn't give a sh- she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, and and you know, like you even ask her, you know, do you find this scary? And she says, well, you know, any curtains come down by themselves, but you know, it startles you for a second. And she said, but everything here that ha- it happens so fast, it's you know, they had a plate that just smashed by itself. I mean, we we set up equipment uh, for audio capture and, and and video capture and stuff. We set up equipment, and freaking all our batteries were corroded in like 20 minutes. It was hmm. it, you know, and that's of course one of the telltale signs. You know, yeah. we always use cheap batteries first. That's the number one tip for really paranormal yeah. investigation. I mean, you're not blowing all your good they'll, shit. They'll ruin your battery. Yeah, and of yeah. course you always have to go. And now the first thing you gotta you got to uh, weed out any electrical issues sure you know yeah, or, or, yeah is there electromagnetic frequency that's causing it yeah and it may not be causing it it may actually be um well it's causing bad stuff but it also could be uh it also happens to be kind of the paranormal highway so like we had a house that you know a lot of the things in there i would attribute to the uh, um the bad grounding and coming in through the water pipe about the the frequencies are way way too high for you know it's a sick house basically mm. and by that those frequencies uh create uh, changes in mood uh you see moving shadows out of the corner of your eyes so basically basically mimics a haunting right, but it's right. not a haunting yeah. you know it's it's you're going crazy uh, and there was a guy who a family member went in there and took a sledgehammer and started smashing all the walls in the basement um and so, of course, they thought the house was evil, uh, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, but by reading her diary, it, it, it really looks to me like something was there, which would make sense because in that kind of environment with that high EMF, that's mm-hmm. kind of the... Uh, that's kind of what they thrive on. But it's it, unbelievable. But it wasn't, so it, is, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't there when we went there. But, you know, to answer, there was one question that I, that I did want to answer, and that was... Um, oh, it was something about... Uh, I forget... But uh, it's a great answer. So no, 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 I know. But there was there was one. So, yeah. So the frequency uh, matters a lot. But, yeah, you have to, um, you know, you read the diary and that's when you say, you know, we're looking at something. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Um, Like you said, if you're telling the truth, you know, why would an entity want to move a model boat four inches to the right? That happened at Lindley Street. You know, why would that doesn't make any sense? You know, and I and I say there's two things. All right. And there is um, what I would call directed paranormal phenomena, directed by an agent, entity or something, whatever. Um, so, for example, picking up Marcy and throwing her across the room, is that an entity? It, it was at one time because of what happened with Paul that clearly was an entity purposely picking her up. We don't know if they purposely meant to throw her again. I don't like to put motives yeah. on it. But then there's other stuff that happens in the house, like the refrigerator floating. I don't think that was caused by an entity. I think that is a result of um, 
well, a certain it, amount of energy or something. Well, yeah, if quantum physics is correct, the parallel if parallel worlds intersect, it would create an environment that would be a little bit different than what we're used to. But it uh, just so happened to happen in a place where there's a fucking it, broad. It was an inter- across inter- the it, well, it, well, one point to his theory is an intersection, right? It, right, like, right, yeah. and that's oh, okay. what causes that's what causes the the ability to go through it. You know, in the old days, they would say the veil is thin, or uh, another dimension or the other side yeah. uh, and according to quantum physics there's unlimited other sides so if you had a parallel world intersect you very well can see an environment that's a little bit different like uh, you're in a haunted place and people say I feel sick um, but that doesn't mean it's evil that's a result of the uh, the energy um, uh, whether it's paranormal or not it's usually a result of yeah. some, so, en- wait, some energy that they I, I, had, hot I actually had a really good question <laughs> for you yeah. you know with with your uh, frequency theory you know with um, okay oh so there's a frequency you know you say um, so you know in the case in some cases you know there's um, haunt the people you know let's say somebody dies in the house or they kill themselves right, or they right. commit suicide so what yeah. makes um like this could these could ha- happen at random houses, right, right? Right. And you could see random, like okay, this person you see the person walking around or doing whatever, right? You know, mm-hmm. even though they died, you know, eighteen years ago in this house and they committed suicide, and you see them with you know whatever. So what makes this them you know open up this frequency or whatever? Right, right, and and that's of course, a, and that's that's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. My personal. Uh, theory is um, and and again I don't I say it like this I believe in the the quantum physics explanation for the paranormal but um, I wouldn't bet my life on any theory because there's so much you know we so much we don't know (laughs) right but uh, but I I would say this when you have um, disasters those anything that I think would uh, raise the frequency level beyond normal. 9-11 will be a good, ex- good type of thing. I mean, UFOs, okay. uh, UFOs showed up like crazy after, uh, the, after we uh, set off the H-bomb. You know, after the H-bomb, mm-hmm. the, the, the UFOs were swarming the freaking place. So, you know, but that's a different story. But, you know, anytime there's that kind of this was murdered in this house, this, it doesn't always have to be that. But, yeah, that does tend to happen. And, I, and according to quantum physics, the, the theory would be uh, something drastic happens at times especially depending on where it happens you may get uh, that intersect uh, i just want to say something about spirits you know there's a common you know the common notion is uh, spirits are spirits of the dead um and to me i i don't i don't even um say that that is is uh, something we know that's something we assume you know because we see grandpa's dead and then Two months later, he calls on the phone or something, you know, something, right. something bizarre, whatever happens. I start seeing him or whatever. And we say, oh, it's it's grandpa. He's come back or he's lost or he's, you know, whatever. We need to get him to the light or, you know, all that crap. Yeah. So uh, but what I believe is uh, because I know we know for a fact uh, we meaning, you know, in the paranormal, although some aren't aware of it, the cases are rarer. But um, we know that the, there's cases of the living haunted haunting the living. So we know that ghosts or spirits do not have to be dead at all. So the big question is, are they dead or are they really in a different multiverse? And, and uh, one prime case where that happened where the, uh, the person haunting actually met the people being haunted. So the girl is having these nightmares she swear, swears are real when she dreams. That's how it normally 
work when I say normal. There's not like mm-hmm. a million cases, but that's, you know. Yeah. She's dreaming, having this nightmare. She's coming down the stairs, and this couple's screaming at her, and she's screaming at them, and, yeah, and that's kind of the reoccurring dream. Now there's this other case where the people are having this girl come down the stairs. So two different cases. Right. You happen to get the two cases, and you say, oh, holy, yeah, it sounds familiar. And now you introduce the two. Holy shit. Really, is it? They freaked out when they saw her, and she freaked out when she saw them because she's the person haunting the house, right. and she's a real person just standing there, and they're like, what the frick are you doing haunting my How are you going wow, down the stairs? that's weird. How are you going down the stairs as a translucent figure? Tell me that, you know? Hmm. And that's what So they it was. dressed in p- other sexes clothes? Oh, the translucent, I'm sorry. No, translucent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's my, a different show. Yeah, it's a different show, me. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so that case is an example of... The living, what I call the living haunting the living. It's mm. a spirit. It's a ghost. But right. It, but it's not dead. So now you start saying, does that mean Grandpa is really dead? Or is he really? Like they'll say with Gettysburg. If you go to Gettysburg, you know, you, you hear the fighters and all that stuff. And they'll say it's a residual haunting. It's like, a, it, it's, it's like stuck. It just keeps playing. Mm. Uh, but I don't believe in residual hauntings. You can disturb them and get the tape to go forward. Sure, yeah. I think if quantum physics is correct, those people in Gettysburg, if it's not hallucination, I haven't been to, I've been to Gettysburg in years, but I, I do know people I trust that say that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. But um, if, you know, Gettysburg is real and they're seeing these troops or whatever, uh, which seems to be the case, um, there's a question as to whether they're dead. Right. They might actually be fighting real time because if you're in a different time and you're in a parallel world intersect, uh, you have all possible possibilities. Just like there's a million Bill Halls in some universes, I never was born. In other universes, I'm a super famous author, and you know, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what fascinates me. So I kind of reject the notion that ghosts are spirits of the dead. Uh, I, I greatly reject. Uh, somebody thinking that they have to uh, lead someone uh, to the light. Uh, first of all, they don't know where the hell they're leading them. Uh, well, fuck the light anyway. Yeah. Right. And, and, and well, the, and the and the question is, um, I mean, there's a girl at a near death experience and saw Santa Claus, so you know you got that too. But um, true. But the you know the the point is with the going towards the light. If you are talking to a quote unquote, you know. Uh, uh, spirit or somebody having that experience um and i would say most all the time they don't say they're dead yeah in many cases it's like they don't know they're dead uh and you know my belief is maybe they really aren't dead at all yeah uh and we're just experiencing some sort of weird thing could be a time slip could be whatever you want to call it dimension slip parallel world intersect you know they're all they're all very interesting theories yeah Hmm. i mean when i went on my uh investigation of the house and i did put together i had a uh, my buddy go was a skeptic uh i'm a skeptic but i i couldn't just count myself because I was making a book, you know. (laughs) Right. I wanted stuff to happen. People are like, were you scared? I'm like, scared. I was like, come on, please, somebody scratch me, you know. Right. (laughs) It'll be good in the book. I'll take a picture of it, you know. Speaking of the book, we we want to make sure before we end the episode that we don't uh, forget to mention the books. The the book that you have in your hands, Matt. Yeah. It's it's a Phantom Messages by William J. Hall and Jimmy, how do you say his last Uh, name? Pet Nito. Petnito. And where can you get where can you get this book? You can get this book anywhere. You can even go to halloftheparanormal.com and get a signed 
uh, release with the author package on that. And uh, nice. yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy uh, has been on TV numerous times. Jimmy and I are going to be in uh, Hostage to the Devil Part Two, uh, which comes out next year. Nice. Uh, they're probably going to love Jimmy and hate me because <laughs> I'm kind of I was supposed to be interviewed as a skeptic. So uh, probably everybody that watches that documentary will hate me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I say that I believe the paranormal is real, but I believe I said I, I don't think it has anything to do with religion. I, I do think that the only time it has to do with religion is, is if you're talking to a spirit that is religious, then using religious could work. Use, right. Using their religion could work, but that's a different approach. That's because of the people. That's not because of right. the, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not because of anything really working that we, you know, that way. But, um, but it is, you know, in most of the cases we see, and there's vanishing house cases and things like just really bizarre stuff, especially in that area. And uh, it, it really seems to me that we're not dealing with looking at a bunch of uh, dead things, especially, right. you know, yeah. in Phantom Messages where we explored all kind of, of these unexpected direct contacts, meaning, you know, it wasn't like, oh, a psychic told me it felt like this. No, these were direct contacts, whether it's phone call, letter, I mean, just about any... Just about any uh, device, mag uh, cable boxes, magnetic doodle board, I mean, you name it, there's been, uh, you know, paranormal messages delivered on it. And sometimes they even hear events, which is, to me, the wildest. Yeah, I, ca right. I call them time slips. And one, the, there was one about 9-11, David Fritz uh, in Cape Cod. He, uh, he started getting these three-minute phone calls, and he didn't know what it was. And, and he listened to it, and he heard uh, wind and smashing metal is what he sounded like clanging of, of metal and uh, people screaming like it was a disaster scene and he just felt like completely sick from head to toe was like this it, from me driving home on friday night yeah or, yeah i drove you home in, you yeah. fucking idiot or whoever uh, drove me you home <laughs> that's why yeah <laughs> someone drove me home. <laughs> right and uh so he gets this message and he's like i don't know what the you know and so he decides well let me let you know, my girlfriend listened to it and a few people listened to it because he didn't, it, the way it made him feel, he's like, what the, you know, it wasn't yeah. like normal. You know, you get a phone call and you hear somebody screaming, you might be startled or something, but it's not going to really impact you. You know, yeah, this yeah, really, not, this yeah. really impacted him. He just felt like this, like he was hearing something yeah. really bad happen. And so he let his girlfriend hear and she felt the same way. Actually, one of the ladies ran out of the room, couldn't even listen to the message. So he keeps getting these messages. Once a day, he gets a three minute message and that's what he hears. So he gets sick of it. He doesn't know what it is. He can't identify the number it comes from. He can't find it. Nobody can tell him anything uh, at the phone company. So he gets a new cell phone. He switches carriers. The call stopped. Um, and then, and this, the, the call started about, I think it was about a month, month and a half before 9-11. And then uh, that morning, uh, the morning, you know, where the towers fell, he got one last call, and it was on his new phone with his new carrier, and it was, again, the same message, three minutes long, with the wind and everything. And, uh, again, he's like, what the hell? And then he sees 9-11 happen, and, of course, he's in utter terror because he, it sounds... Oh, that must have scared the shit out of him. Sounds like that's what he was... And I'm going to take a guess on this. Yeah. He deleted the voicemail. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know if he's still high. I know we did not listen to that uh, voicemail, but um, I'd be nice to hear that. I'd like yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'd like but, to hear if it sounds but, like. But but I do have. Uh, we did listen to some. Some people still had the voicemails. Uh, others did not. It depended right. on the story. Sometimes yeah. it depended on technology. You know, sometimes they wanted to get rid of it. 
sure. uh, or didn't want to keep the uncle message. And other, others have kept it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, one lady's husband left a, a message on, on the answer machine and um, gave her information that let her know that she's really listening so to him she, now. You know, so w how do you explain um, an event like that? If you, were, if you were to explain this as a quote-unquote supernatural event or, or, or a... Um, you know, an event like this um, as a paranormal event. Right, right. How would you explain this? Because it was a precursor right. to, you know, an, a, a disaster that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, and, and we've had this happen, not just on... Uh, I think there was a guy just dialing a phone on a construction site. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, it, if it was before the event happened, I, I mean... I, that's what I'm trying to say. Was it Was it something... Having to do with your your time, like um, maybe, yeah, maybe, I, time, maybe worlds. Um, yeah, what what I would meshing or yeah, something. The, yeah. The theory would be, uh, and this has happened with electronics since you know they started. You know, there's even been mm. weird Morse code and you know that crap. And yep. you know, of course, that's an antiquity. You can't really investigate that. So yeah. you know, we just mention it. But you know, uh, I would say that uh, what we are hearing is uh, an event coming through, crossing over. Crossing over worlds, I guess, would be the best way. And, and again, it sounds like tinfoil hat thing, except this is what uh, this is what physicists now are mostly in agreement on, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is bizarre. So this, so this we still got a lot yeah. to learn, but I mean, I would say that that's, a, you know, that that's an example of a, a time slip. And the one thing that permeates all these stories is the way it impacted them. So in other words, you can say, well, did they really hear 9-11? If, if you talk to uh, Dave, he, he's, he tells you, he says, I'm not going to tell you I know it's 9-11. I don't know that. I'm just telling you, holy, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, That's all right. saying. Yeah. He's, he's, just saying oh, he's just saying, holy shit. Yeah, right. You know, he's yeah. like, I can't tell you it's that. He said, but I'll tell you what, this is what happened, and holy it's, crap, yeah, yeah, you know. It's, it's yeah. There's another one where... Uh, Oddly coincidental. Yeah, where this lady's boyfriend, uh, he hears himself, he gets a call, and it's and he knows it's him. I, I can't tell you why, you know, but he knows it's him. And um, he's on a respirator, and he's convinced he's hearing himself dying. Hmm. And so he lets his, his uh, girlfriend hear it, who, you know, we had interviewed and stuff. And, and she had said, she said, you know, uh, Bill, Jimmy, I, I, I know this sounds weird, but I knew it was him, and I knew he was dying. And now this apartment complex had a lot of paranormal stuff happening. So sometimes the events are isolated where there's no paranormal activity except for the phone call from Grandma every day at 4 for two years. or whatever, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then other times uh, it could be part of a haunting or it could be there's other weird stuff going on. In this case, the whole apartment had some weird things going on. Uh, but uh, she said when she heard it, she knew it was bad, and and he did die uh, like a month later, uh, suddenly. He wasn't sick. He didn't have cancer. He didn't. It was a. It was an unknown. I think heart arrhythmia or whatever. Um, so the phone call kind of made sense with it. So yeah. again, you know, you hear that story, you'd say, oh come on, you know, how could it be, you know? But then you hear a number of them, and the way they all describe the way they feel. Um, and, th and then it's interesting. You know, you, you know, you don't know what to, to make of it. I mean, the house in Litchfield, they had one of those calls, and it sounded like an old-time uh, rescue scene disaster. But it didn't sound like it was on TV uh, or anything. You know, that's why Donna described it to me. She said, I'm not an idiot. She said, it, it really sounded like I was hearing a real emergency. You know, now, was it? We don't know. 
Right. Uh, but I can tell you thousands of things have happened in that house. Right. But but even then, you have to, you don't have to be skeptical that it's a haunted place, but you still have to have your photos examined. You still have to, you know, because even within a place that's haunted, you could still take pictures with reflections. You know what I right. mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so that's, of course, what makes it so tricky is, um, and, and so as part of that investigation, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Mark D'Antonio, is an astrophysicist. Uh, he's an audio video expert. He's the guy the government calls if they don't know what's in the sky. Uh, he recreates uh, the stuff. And, you know, he's, you show him a picture and you say, here, I got a ghost. And he'll tell you if you do or really you got something bouncing off the wall. And, right. You know, reflecting. Or yeah. Photoshop. And, and, <laughs> right, right. Or Photoshop. And, and that's what people. And you know what's funny is you don't see the photo. You see the Photoshop stuff online. You do, yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. but as far as in real cases, I've never had somebody hand me something photoshopped. It's always been misinterpretation. It's always been somebody who honestly thought they caught something, but it, but was, it was a reflection. A reflection. Or something. But yeah, yeah, but they didn't. And I and I was in, interviewed on a show, and the lady said on my website, "There's a picture, and I believe it's my husband hugging my, you know, whatever." And she, but she was. I was really impressed by her because she said, "I want you to look at the picture and tell me what you really think." And I said, "Are you sure?" Because I don't want to debunk it if this gives you peace. You know, yeah, well, yeah, I want yeah, to know, yeah. do you really want to yeah. know? Or do you, and she said, no, no, I want to know. I'm okay either way. You know, so, uh, so I looked at it, and it was clearly, um, it was clearly an exposure issue. And, yeah. and I pointed out the, uh, the ring on the guy's hand, and she, oh, yeah, that's what, you know. So she knew, and she actually took it down from her website. I, oh, wow. I admire somebody like that, that wanted truth above, and she got the truth. And yeah. she got, and I told her, I said, "I'm sorry, it's it's not real." I mean, I debunk my own photos, you know, because yeah, yeah. once you learn, once you hang around, the buzz kill. What about this picture? We it call looks like Mark a buzzkill because he's he's always, always yeah. he debunks everything. Got no photos left. Yeah, but let right? me see if I can find. I have a picture that looks like me taking a shit in an alley. I don't know if this is real or not. But <laughs> I uh, took well, that on Friday hoping, night when I picked you I up. Yeah, well, we're all hoping it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not that. I have plenty of pictures of that. It's just that this one particular picture, I don't know. I can't find it right now. But anyway, I don't know what to believe. I don't well, know. I don't know well, whether, you know, you know I, I always look at this. I always tell people, look, if you went in a graveyard and you got a photo and that's all you got, or you go in with uh, an EVP thing and you got a voice and that's all you got, you don't, you know. For me, I say, hey, uh, actually, Jimmy and I have a saying. We're too busy, so in case it's not a kid, if it's not a kid crawling up a wall speaking Latin, and it better be good Latin, none of that, you know, no, yeah. Yeah. no English mistakes. We want really good Latin. Don't call us. Right. Because yeah. we don't have time to, you know. Yeah, I understand. But, yeah, so we want to just deal with the worst of the worst. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's tough, and you got to be patient to see stuff because real, real um, – you do, yeah. Yeah, real stuff, yeah. and and you know, you know, Jimmy had a case uh, with a cable box that you know was doing a code and communicating and telling everybody's age and doing all this stuff. It was amazing. Nobody else is in the house. The police are called. Everything, and you say, oh, you know, they must have, you know, somebody's faking it or the family's just having fun or this and that. But they freaking moved out. You know, Jimmy went to follow up, and he get he he actually has a picture like. He has a, a few pictures of moving trucks where, yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, right. where, where he went to follow up because they didn't call him back. And then, yeah, and then oh, they're moving out of the house. Yeah, I mean, we going. know the family's not faking. They're freaking moving. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, um, well, what, what happened, we don't know. But it, it was it was uh, pretty interesting and appears to follow, uh, you know, the phenomena. You know, when you see the, the certain uh, archetypes, you know, the, the, yeah. the top hat man. 
the black-winged shadow creature. There are figures that are uh, repeatedly reported, and they're reported under the very same circumstances. So the black-winged shadow creature is is very, very bad, like I told you. So it's it's usually a uh, an entity that shows an advanced form of, of, of issues. Yeah, uh, right. Top Hat, hat Man uh, has been seen for generations. You know, there's some, and some questions, some encounters are okay, some are neutral, some are I don't know. You know, you get that. Um, and I'm not one to go by uh, just eyewitness testimony because we know that that could be very bad. Um, so you really have to get close to it. In other words, uh, there's Sacha Saibaba who, uh, who they claim could rip his guts out and put him back and appear and disappear. And, uh, you know, you'd say, well, who the hell would believe that? I mean, the guy had a birthday party. He had a million people there. A million people. What? Yeah, he's got millions and millions of followers. He's written about extensively. He's in India, I'm sure. And, and he, he, yeah. Yeah, he can only garnish like an hour on cable television. But, uh, yeah. but, but you look at the guy's life, and he's obvious he's not doing anything for money. He's just sitting there on a turd, you know, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, you look at him, he's got first hand witnesses that saw him pull his guts out that saw him disappear so you know yeah, well all those so, guys did that over yeah, there in exactly. india like the guy yeah. that holds his arm up and yeah. it hasn't yeah. been down in 50 years I mean, well, <laughs> well yeah yeah so <laughs> some fucking talent yeah, yeah right yeah there's one guy that like he, he they, they were the rashes. original david blank yeah he grew you know yeah, he, grew his, david. he grew his nails like yeah, there's uh, one 50 yards long like something. that yeah. The, yeah there's another one that's, oh, got that's just a guinness he wraps his dick he wraps his dick in a fucking in a and it's around a fucking stick like yeah. 30 times. And then yeah. he puts it underneath him and he jumps up and down, dude. Yeah, like that's like people, that? they fucking pay to see that, dude. I mean, I don't know. But but so, you know, or like, uh, um, you know, some of these other, uh, you know, visions people have and stuff. So I'm, I'm very weary of that. But, you know, when you get close to it and you hear the same stories and then when you see it, um, now it's a problem. You know, when you actually see it yourself, now you got an issue because you're... I'm like that with food. Yeah. It's yeah, fine get... if I look at it in a menu, but then when I actually yeah, see it... By the way, Matt, this note, right. this note you handed me, there, you told me to Google the floating refrigerator so yeah. you can get your food faster. That's not a fucking... <laughs> it's, ah. not, it's not what you think. Shit, it's, not on, it's not on Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm throwing this away. I thought I, just... I could lasso the fucking thing from my bed. No, it's not real. <laughs> no, that, that, was, yeah. that was Matt on Lindley Street so he could get some extra food from the yeah. people who's going to fucking yeah. kill Masa. <laughs> I knew everyone was going to leave at one point. I could get everything in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen here, Dan. Uh, we we got here to the end of the episode. Um, I want to, of course, thank our thank our guest, um, Bill. Uh, thank you. Also, I'm sorry, William J. Hall. When he's, he's writing, yes. William so. J. Hall, yes. Uh, the two books are you have two books three three. Uh, three three three, yeah, books. three. there's uh, world's you... most haunted house uh, the true story of the Bridgeport poltergeist on Lindley Street. Um, and that uh, that was my uh, paranormal bestseller. All right. Ooh. And, uh, what, can I can I try? Uh, let's see what this one is. This is the the oh, haunted house trying. diaries. Yeah, that's the, the second one. The true story of a quiet Connecticut town in the center of a paranormal mystery. All right. And then the third book you have in your hand. There Boy, that was a great investigation. Yeah, Donna's like Italian. She cooks all the time. Then oh, then yeah. the amaretta came out. I mean. Yeah, that was a scary investigation. Yeah, I, I could have gained a lot of weight on that. Horrible. Oh yeah, that was very oh, scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
And number three. Fried Oreos. You know, very scary. And so yeah. your next book is coming out pretty soon. You he just put this one uh, out there. This one just came out. Oh, where the fuck are you? No, I know that. But this I'm one just came out September 1st. Yeah, no, he just put this uh, one out. Yeah, yeah Phantom, that. Phantom Messages. Um, and I urge people. So he, he literally just gave me this book a few hours ago. And I actually like how it's set up where you have just it, – it's actually – it looks – it almost reads like a series of short stories. Yeah, it's a it's a collection of uh, cases, and yeah, you know, so, and cool. we wanted to look at uh, phantom messages, as they're sometimes called. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there was a, a, a nineteen it was nineteen seventies phone calls from the dead, which really, which I remember reading as a kid, and it just fascinated me. And uh, so Jimmy and I were talking, and we're like, you know, it'd be cool is you know the phone calls from the dead, but. You know, are they using cell phones now? Are they texting? Are they are yeah. they sending emails? Or you know, what yeah. are they what are they doing now? It's you know? everything. And it turns out they're doing everything. Yeah, it's it, cool e emails, Google, every yeah, you, know, you name it. It uh, mm -hmm. emails. Uh, 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 there's there's a famous uh, email case that even has a, a prediction in it. But you know, and of course, you know, the family says, hey, I. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't appear nobody nobody hacked his account. It doesn't look like, you know, it's like we don't, you know, we can't figure out why. Yeah. And and he's talking about these intimate things like, you know, one of the guys that gets the email says, hey, we just had that conversation before he died. It was, they were in the attic and he was talking about redoing the attic and Jack says, you got to clean your fucking attic, you know. And he sent him the email and right. he said that, hey, clean your fucking attic. You yeah. Oh, he says, you still didn't clean your fucking attic. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. and he's saying this other stuff and the guy's like, I didn't even tell anybody else. Right. You wow. know, and, and he knew about another dude that was sick that really like didn't tell anybody. And even he didn't know and somebody else. To, and so these, they're getting all these emails and uh, they're like, and he's mentioning all this intimate stuff that they knew that even people who were close to them wouldn't have known. And even the other friends wouldn't have known. That's what was wild. It's like the email where he said, clean your fucking attic. He's like, I didn't say that to anybody, and this guy like died shortly after. How many people did he say that? Oh, I said clean my. And who would send the email? And you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. none of it really made sense. But again, you know that's one of those cases. Uh, there are cases of varying, what I would call, um, you know, interest and, and extremes. And so that's an interesting one. But the. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to be ending this. Yeah, we are going to end it. But, uh, yeah. but so Phantom but, Messages but, is the book. Yeah, yeah but there's yeah. a Phantom Message that had over 300 messages over uh, 16 months by computer in the 80s when there was no internet. And it was there was all in old English, uh, supposedly a, a you know time travel thing. Yeah. And they couldn't freaking figure it out. They switched computers. They did everything. Couldn't figure out how, how or where the messages were coming from or what. But that's a whole whole yeah. incredible haunting. But and you yeah. can of course wow. go to your website. The website is yes, uh, hall of the paranormal dot com. Hall of the paranormal dot com. And awesome. uh, the best thing to do is you know get all your credit cards out and you know order millions of books. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And if if you're gonna sell a house, you know if you buy. A few hundred books and bury them. You sell your house real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't even have to bury them. Actually, that's actually, you don't even. We don't even have to ship them. You just got to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <who cares? laughs> yeah, we don't have to print them. Yeah, we don't have to print them. Yeah. And of course, don't forget to go to privateersinc.com. Follow us on I don't know Twitter and all that other bullshit. You'll find us. Just search for us and you'll find it. Uh, we didn't get to do a sponsor today, but like I don't know, like Mazda, drive a Mazda mat. I don't know what are them. Fuck that! I don't like this that. is sponsored by Toyota.com. Sponsored by Matt. Yeah, yeah. Tagline is fuck that. Or by uh, sit, let's see. Uh, yeah, what is this we're drinking? 
Thimble Island Brewing Company. Yes. Yeah. Citrus. Citrus. Siraj. Uh, Siraj. Brought to you by Peels. Yeah. Peels. When nothing oh. else is available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Including yeah, urine, because I would uh, go there before that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, well, uh, we've had a, a very busy episode this time, and... Uh, we thank you for coming on, Bill. Yeah. We appreciate oh, it. We'll have you, you back one time to talk fun. more about yeah. this stuff. And, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Take care. Later. Later.